everyone. I'm the Eclectic Rainbow Witch, and you're listening to Walking the Rainbow Path. This week, we're going to be talking about smoke cleansing. It goes by a lot of other names, saning, smudging being the one that a lot of people are aware of. Um, in the Alps, they call it Rakge, if I'm saying that right. Probably not. Um, the French do smoke cleansing. They did it in Egypt, Asia, Tibet, Africa, Spain. It's pretty much everywhere. A lot of smoke cleansing practices are part of closed religions, and there's a lot of stuff about them that aren't necessarily for outsiders to imitate, or just a lot of people may say, for instance, let's take Native American smudging. Um, A lot of people may say they're smudging, and a lot of First Nations people have a big issue with that because it is such a vital part of their their religion and culture which has been oppressed and suppressed for a lot of American history a lot of white American history so today I was really inspired to talk about this topic one because my other topic fell through and was way too in-depth to go into in one episode so it would have been a series and seeing as this is technically the official episode one I wanted to make it a little more of a standalone honestly even if you didn't listen for the rest of the time or if you had just jumped in it's the first episode it doesn't matter so so to start us off I really wanted to just lay out um the Native American smudging, mostly because that is something that a lot of people want to try and use, but it is from a closed practice. But when people hear that and they think they know what smudging is, they're like, well, this doesn't make any sense to me. Am I just not allowed to do smoke cleansing at all? Well, that's definitely not true because smoke cleansing has been happening for as long as humans had fire. So definitely smoke cleansing is allowed. What smudging is, now I am not a First Nations person. I did have a lot of exposure as a kid. I went to powwows a whole bunch with my mom. She grew up going to them too. She was semi-initiated. It was a, she was very welcomed into those communities, even though my family is white. So I have some knowledge of it do not claim to be a authority on the subject whatsoever but to explain a little bit about what sets it apart from other forms of smoke cleansing um the most commonly used herb is going to be white sage so that's one of the big things because white sage is technically endangered, especially in America. Don't think it grows anywhere else, but I'm just going to speak about what I know. So it's endangered in America mostly because of overpicking and it becoming trendy in the past like 40 years, 40, 50 years. 
Um, so that's one of the reasons that if you're not a native person, you're told not to smudge is because what technically sets it apart is this herb that is endangered and very sacred to um, the Native Americans in the First Nation. So not only is it these specific herbs, um, what you also have that is a little bit different about smudging is the vehicle. Now this is going to change from country to country and I'm going to go through all the different countries on one hand to just show you how they differ and also I'd like to help educate anybody who would like to smoke cleanse and would like a little more background and history behind what they're doing and who would also like to tie it into a culture and people group that they are more closely associated with. So, other than the use of white sage, another thing that separates um, smudging from other practices is the use of a feather, not quite bundle, but it's usually one, can be more than one. It can be almost as many feathers as a whole wing. Um, you use this kind of how you would use a wand in more modern pagan practices. It's basically used to usher the smoke into in a particular direction and as a sort of, I guess it is a tool to either cut your space or gesture intention so you have that and now the use of feathers specifically is not purely first nations but i do recommend if you are going to do your own version of a smoke cleansing ceremony and you are going to use feathers try and stay away from feathers of birds that are specifically sacred to any of the first nation peoples and like for instance try not to use eagle or some of the owl feathers unless you find them now a big thing i will say is it is my understanding that you should never buy the feather you are going to use to smoke cleanse if you do use one because that's definitely not your feather if there's a feather you're supposed to use like that it will come into your life for instance my my family recently um, went on a trip. They were out in the Southwest. Um, they have a little patch of land out there. And an owl, I cannot remember if it was, it couldn't have been a snowy owl. It might have been a barn owl or a screech owl, but I'm not 100%. They actually found it perfectly preserved on the edge of their property, deceased. Now, that doesn't sound super weird, but it had no injuries and the vultures had not come to it, which where they were, that was super rare. The vultures were on anything as soon as it fell. So in this case, they took the bird, they buried it, they did what they felt was religiously and um, culturally respectful 
and they also kept some of those feathers. And so now that is a case where the feather was from a sacred animal, but the way it came to them was in a way that at least in my point of view, was sacred and respectful. So I don't recommend buying them. Um, don't, like, go to a nature preserve and bug the heck out of the birds that you sometimes see at, like, the visitor centers of state parks and try and get a feather out of them that's definitely not that feather coming to you either. But if you're walking somewhere or you stop somewhere and you see a feather in that good condition and just laying there and you feel that it's for you, definitely a feather I think you can take and accept as something that was meant for you. So other than the feather, what you're also going to have different in Native American smoke cleansing or smudging is going to be the bowl. Now, this can be a clay bowl. Um, as far as I know, I don't think they use wooden bowl just because they are working with ash. So they're not going to use any wooden bowls, but they will use shells or clay bowls. And so their ashes or their sage if they're not using a bundle. Now, sometimes what they'll do is they will have the shell, they will light the sage bundle, place the sage back in the shell, be holding the shell in one hand and moving the smoke with their other or with the feather in their other. And along with this, so in actual First Nations ceremonies using this smoke, it's not the smoke by itself. There are a lot of other um, rituals or practices in other countries where that's all you're doing is just moving the smoke around and spreading intention with that. With First Nations peoples, again, I'm not going to go super in-depth into their actual practices because do not feel comfortable totally laying that out just for the reasons that they are sometimes taken advantage of and the fact I'm not going to claim to be an expert at all. So definitely while it would be used, it's going to be used in conjunction with chanting, with other things, other movements, stuff like that. It's not just going to be the smoke by itself. Um, so that's smudging. That's going to be, you're using the white sage, you're using a feather of a sacred bird, and you're using that, sh it's a uh, abalone shell, that really pretty like mother of pearl type looking shell, or a clay bowl. I think they also would use maybe large clam shells, other things like that as well. Um, so that's going to be smudging. Now that is a closed practice. And so top of the hour, I'm going to say that's what you want to stay away from. You want to stay away from anything that looks too close to that just to be respectful because that's not, unless that is your culture, you want to kind of keep that not what you're doing. Now, if you do have, say you're a sea witch and you have a sacred shell to you and you want to use that. 
I don't think that that would be, that's not going to be disrespectful. Again, the biggest thing here is going to be being respectful. So if you are a sea witch and you have your shell and you have maybe an albatross feather or some, or a seagull feather or some other bird feather that you found and you feel like using those vehicles for your smoke cleansing, my suggestion would be don't use white sage unless it is given to you. Now, if a First Nation person gives you white sage, you are a-okay to be using that. If you grow it yourself, again, any cuttings you find or seedlings that you get, you definitely, those should be given to you or you should be getting with the permission of somebody in the First Nation. You can use that white sage. You can do something that looks like smudging, but what you're going to want to do is stay away from calling it smudging. In my family, we call a very similar practice that we do saging. So yeah, it's calling it like you see it, but we're not claiming to be specifically smudging because that is a little bit different. So now that we've covered Native American smudging, I'm going to go into some other things. So because a lot of the people you see jumping on the trend of smudging, usually they're not super aware of why it's not okay, but most of the time it's going to be people who are of European descent of some kind. So I'm going to go over a couple different types of European smoke cleansing. I'm then going to get into some Asian and African smoke cleansing rituals as well. And I'm, again, I'm not going to lay out the rituals themselves. I'm going to tell you about the components. One, just so that I'm not spreading misinformation. Two, so that you don't start doing something that might be considered disrespectful and I'm not the cause. Just kind of you know, watching my own back there. Um, so I'm just going to lay out kind of the components of the rituals. So the first thing that I'm going to look at is saining. Um, this is Scottish. Now it is Scottish. There is also, it is a very similar word used for the Danish and Norwegian and the Scandinavian types of smoke cleansing as well, but that one's going to be a little bit different. And I didn't find too much about that. So I'm going to possibly touch on that again or elsewhere, either on my blog or Instagram. So saining is a Scottish practice. That does mean it is semi-closed. I'm not going to say it's a closed religion like uh, or a closed practice like smudging or any of the First Nations practices because it's not, it's going to be more, if you're Scottish, they're going to be more okay with it. What I've seen where um, Scottish people are not as okay with people using it is if they are, they don't have any Scottish in them. 
because a lot of people may forget about it, but Scotland and Ireland did come under a lot of repression um, from the British Empire and from England centuries ago. So, seining is going to be semi-closed, specifically the Scottish practice. So, in Scottish folk magic, it is a syncretic and animistic practice. So what this basically means is it does carry a lot from Christianity just because there was a lot of mingling of folk magic and fairy doctors at the same time as you had Christianity and priests and all of that. So when you're saining, something that they may do is they will draw an, an equally branched cross in the shape of an X. So that will be, as opposed to with smudging, you're just going to be like pushing the smoke in the direction of the person or the space or the area that you are smudging with seining, it's going to be you moving the cross and your hands in this form of an X representing the cross. The root word for seining actually comes from a word meaning to charm. So it is at the same time as it does have some Christian roots in how it's carried out, it is definitely a folk magic practice. Um, the most common plant used in seining is going to be juniper. It is, it was traditionally supposed to be pulled up by the roots, uh, made into four bundles and then drawn through your hands with an incantation that sort of charged that plant for the purpose. Um, these days, I would not recommend pulling up a whole juniper plant by its roots. I would, I would recommend harvesting respectfully and responsibly by taking cuttings and other stuff like that and making sure you're not completely depleting whatever bush or tree you are taking from at that time. So another, there are a couple of other herbs that you might use. Those are going to be things that are common there. So you might end up using like sage and thyme, but those aren't going to be your like go-to. And for the juniper, you're going to be using needles and berries from that plant. Um, another thing that sets seining a little bit different from Smudging is, this is specifically it being a charm, is going to be like a spell. So you're going to have uh, that charm or incantation smoke, spoken while you are spreading the smoke. Um, so you're not going to be silent. You're not just going to be moving the smoke. You are either going to be praying and canting or speaking a charm. So that's kind of saning. And this is like a really rough look at these things. I may come back later and do full episodes on each of the methods that I'm going to mention today. We'll see. So the method that you find up in the Alps, so that's going to be like Switzerland in that area, is a method called 
Rakenge. It's uh, R-A-C-H-N-G-E-H. Totally butchering that, I'm sure. This differs a little bit and at the same time is super similar to smudging because you are using a vehicle to hold your herbs. What you're actually going to do, and I personally like this, and might take this concept into my own smoke cleansing going forward is you actually use your cast iron pan to have coals burning on it or if in modern times you can t use charcoal discs that you burn loose, loose herbs on and you burn your herbs over that. So you're going to be walking around with the cast iron going through your house and moving the smoke in all areas. Um, traditionally they would use mugwort for the base of this smoke cleansing but you can use any herb that fits the occasion and you can mix. So the rakenge, I'm totally saying that wrong, is a little more versatile and again that's going to be Swiss, Scandinavian, um, I guess that's going to be a little more south and not one of those island countries. Like it's not going to be part of the UK. Um, this would definitely be way more open. As far as I could tell, there is no holds barred on whether or not you can do this. It is basic. Now you will definitely be taking into account um, some animism, believing that there's spirit and everything, similar to seining. But with seining, it's literally that you are calling upon the spirit of, say, the juniper plant to aid you in warding off any bad energy. So you have the, you have seining, you have the alpine method, um, and then another one that is actually not that spiritual, which I thought was really interest interesting, is French smoke cleansing. Now this was actually done during World War II and obviously before and after where the French would burn rosemary and thyme for purification in hospitals, believing it to ward off um, any diseases or some or things like that. And that does ring true. The smoke from these plants and these plants themselves do have a lot of nutrients and things in them that are going to aid towards that use. The French also medically would use that rosemary and thyme in cigarettes. So if you have ever heard that back in the 50s they prescribed people cigarettes for asthma, that's going to be what it was. It wasn't going to be your classic nicotine cigarette that you may think of, like tobacco and tar, that you may think of when you hear the word cigarette. These were actually going to be more loosely like just rolled cigarettes of herbs specifically so that you were inhaling them all at once. Now this still probably wasn't great for people, but it does help sort of shed some light on how in the world they thought that it, that was okay at all. So going back really, really far. So I'm kind of jumping all over the place right now, but going back in Egypt, they even did, um, smoke cleansing and they would do it 
following the sun, obviously Ra being their like main biggest god, you would have in the morning, at noon, and in the evening. And this was going to be your frankincense and myrrh. And I think you had a combination for the middle of the day. So, which brings it into Christianity the three wise men bringing Jesus the frankincense and myrrh because it was an offering and it was known to be like cleansing in Egypt. It was used for not just the times of day, but for different ceremonies and as offerings to the gods. Now in Christianity later on, we still see the use of smoke and incense and stuff like that um, being used to symbolize prayer or to help prayers rise to God. So you definitely can see in a lot of Orthodox churches, they either have candles or incense or something like that, or both. Definitely, I know that there are plenty of Catholic services where incense is lit during um, mass and stuff like that. So you definitely have that. So kind of keeping in the, the vein of Christianity and smoke cleansing, kind of living side by side, just because that's something I'm interested in as well. Um, in Spain, you actually have these practices that are, that have not been lost in the cases of seining and alpine smoke cleansing. Those aren't done as often. And then there was a period where they were not being done, not necessarily not at all, but they were not popular. Now in Spain, you actually have this practice of smoke cleansing being specifically something that lines up with Christianity, Catholicism, and the saints. So in Spain, during a certain festival, there are bonfires that are burnt with two different species of thyme. One that is very aromatic, has a very strong smell, and one that gives off a whole lot of smoke. So they will burn these. They will also have the actual like stems of this plant um, in front of their windows. So they will like anoint their house with this plant. Um, they will also use an incense. Um, and this time relative is called Cañas de San Juan in Spain. And it's roughly the white hair of St. John is is basically what they call it. And it does have white flowers. Um, so they're going to do that. They're going to do these bonfires and they're going to have even these herbs outside their home. Now, something else, another type of smoke cleansing in Spain that they also use is specifically to help cleanse a sick person. Um, they'll use the smoke of the herb herbatu, 
probably not how it's actually pronounced, but roughly. In England, it's called hog's fennel or sulfur weed. And it is, it kind of looks like fennel, roughly how it looks. Um, and they're going to combine that with three drops of olive oil, or they're going to burn it with three olive leaves and some salt as well. So that's another, definitely, if you're cleansing, not just a sick person, um, but an area as well, and you want to kind of take that in, I would definitely say, because they are not, they don't feel they're closed. And a lot of people, there's a lot of... There's a lot of people who are going to be of Spanish descent who could definitely benefit off of this if they don't have their own practices already in using this. It is hard to get hogs, fennel, or sulfur weed in the U.S. because I don't, I do not believe it grows. But hogs, fennel at time will also be burned together with the chanel plant think that's how it's pronounced sometimes called red hot cat's tail um it is a medium-sized plant you would not be able to miss it it has about four to five inch long pink fluffy tail-like flowers um on the female plants and they would burn this together with the hog's fennel to ward off evil and negative energy so definitely if you are, as I like to say, Spanish and want to do something that you feel is more in line with your cultural practices, definitely this would be something for you. Using time and finding hog's fennel or sulfur weed or some kind of relative of that in conjunction with this red hot cat's tail plant. Now, moving out of Europe and into Asia, Chinese incense and smoke cleansing is actually the oldest recorded. And we actually know a little bit about the recipe of their incense. It was a blend um, that included cinnamon and sandalwood and a couple of other things. So that's one that is pretty well documented and that's going to be used in a lot of modern practices in Asia. So definitely uh, when you go to the temple you're going to light incense. If you have a family altar and you venerate your ancestors you are going to be using incense there as well and they would also use that to cleanse the space there's a lot of superstitions about different things like that like if you've ever wondered why you don't leave chopsticks upright in a bowl of rice it's because that is how you smoke cleanse for a funeral is you have or if you're giving veneration to an ancestor at their grave you're going to have a little bowl of rice and you're going to stick the incense in it so if you give somebody that it's like i wish you would die so definitely don't do that um although i did have a friend who was really mad at somebody and really wanted to just leave a bowl with chopsticks sitting on somebody's doorstep but i told him not to um, so also in Asia, you're going to have, um, at least I think Tibet is Asia. I'm really bad at geography. So in Tibet, there are actually 
Some of their practices are going to be kind of similar to things I've talked about already. Uh, they also are going to use juniper um, and some other things as well, but they're going to be using the berries specifically. There is a, if you've ever seen like Walter Mitty and he's about to climb up into the Himalayas and he gets slapped with a bush, that's actually juniper. Um, and the monastery incense is like a blend of 38 different herbs, but 30, yes, 38 different herbs, but one of those is juniper. So there are rituals and songs that go into their cleansing as well. That I would definitely say, unless you are Tibetan, probably or from that region of the world probably not going to be the kind of smoke cleansing you're going to want to use another version is going to be um the hindu smoke cleansing they're going to actually use holy basil which has a lot of great properties um it is from the mint family even though it's called basil and it's used in rituals to cleanse and it's used as an offering to the gods. So it's specifically, I believe, Vishnu. Um, Holy Basil itself is also called Tulsi. There may be a god that is also that also go, goes by that name, but I'm not 100% sure on that. So that's just kind of a rundown of all the different types of smoke cleansing that I could find in a week. There are way more out there, in all honesty. Oh, actually, I take it back. That is not the end. So, completely skipped over Africa. My bad. That was going to be, like, my selling point. So, there are multiple different, obviously, African ways of smoke cleansing. Two that I did a little bit of research on is in West Africa, they burn dried millet flowers as part of a purification ceremony for when they believe a young girl has brought dishonor on their family. Not sure. I mean, I, unless you are actually West African, or going to use it this way. I don't know if I would use it just because that's kind of an iffy ceremony that I would want to bring that kind of history into something I'm tr trying to do because I may sound a little judgy, but I don't think that I would want that kind of history of female oppression in my cleansing ceremony, but that's just me. So among the Zulu though, they use, um, I'm going to try and pronounce this, the imfimfo or licorice plant. Um, it is lit, it is burned and smoked specifically to clear the mind and to commune with the ancestors. For the Zulu people, it's basically like, don't pick this plant without being respectful. If you are going to pick this plant, you go, you talk to the plant and are basically like, I'm sorry for picking you. I am using you to do the work of my ancestors. Um, so again, a lot of African religions are going to have a whole lot of animism and 
ancestor veneration. Definitely. Like there's, that's going to be very similar to any Chinese folk religions because you do have that big emphasis on family and ancestors. So we have Africa, we have Asia, we've got most of Europe. There are some, I believe in Romania, they'll use things like Yarrow and other, or Yarrow and other things like that. Basically at the end of the day, you can go ahead and search whatever country of origin your ancestors may be from. If you really want to do something that is in touch with your heritage and is respectful and is going to call and possibly speak to you specifically, you can go ahead and look up your country of origin and smoke cleansing and you're probably going to find something. And if you want to, you can specifically use those plants that are sacred to your people group. If you know what that is, if you don't know what that is, again, you're going to have French because it's scientifically based. They're not super, they're not closed at all with it. You're going to be able to use that. If you want to use the Alpine method, again, I could be wrong about that being closed, but I didn't see anything about that. I would say that that's pretty safe. And honestly, I think that's cool if you're a kitchen witch to be using your beloved cast iron also as a cleansing tool. Um, if you really love your cast iron, you might want to lay down like a layer of tin foil in the bottom of it before you do any smoke cleansing using that. Just because I know I would be worried that I would ruin my pan knowing my luck, I've already ruined one cast iron, maybe two in my life. Um, so yeah, definitely, unless you're First Nation, stay away from smudging. I know smudging's an, an English word, but it's not an English practice. So if you're going to burn sage, grow it yourself. If you're giving it, it's okay. I would call that saging. If you are Spanish, Definitely, you're going to want to look into using um, thyme and hog's fennel and that last one. What was it? And the uh, chanel plant. If you are Zulu, I can never remember what country that that actually is. I believe it is several. Licorice plant. But be careful. Again, I would consider the Zulu practice to be closed just because that is African. That is specific. Um, I could be wrong, but I'm going to guarantee you that that's going to also go in with any hoodoo or voodoo or any of those African closed religions. So you're going to probably want to stay away from that one. But all things considered... I hope I gave you not only some food for thought, but some knowledge and maybe some help to clear up some things if you heard that it wasn't okay to smudge and were super worried that you were going to have to figure out another way to cleanse your space. Now there's plenty of other ways to do that. And going forward, maybe we, I will talk about those next time. But until then, I hope you learned something. 
I hope you enjoyed listening to me ramble on for more than half an hour. And if you want to follow me, I'm on Instagram and Tumblr as the Eclectic Rainbow Witch. And I hope you all have a good week. Bye.